Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, difficulty with the relationship, or just suffering from self-doubt. Now, y'all know there's no shame in my game, and life has been lifing lately. Trying to manage the priorities of being a wife, mom, friend, and full-time entrepreneur, it can get overwhelming. If this sounds like you, then BetterHelp wants to help you today. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to a therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There are over 20,000 therapists in BetterHelp's network, which gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. How cool is that? Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can also request a new therapist anytime at no additional charge. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced therapist from BetterHelp. There's a special offer to the Slaying Self-Doubt podcast listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash slang. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash slang, S-L-A-Y-I-N-G. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. You're listening to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast with Coach Felicia, where we empower Black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Hey Slayers, welcome back to another episode of Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast. It's your girl, Coach Felicia. Welcome to all the new and continued listeners. No matter how you found me, whether it was by way of a guest episode, solo episode, you found me on Google, you found me on somebody else's podcast, you see me on Instagram, uh, somewhere on the social medias, you seen Slaying Self-Doubt somewhere and somebody was like, girl, you gotta check this podcast out. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for um getting on this journey with us and seeing what things are about um if you have not subscribed to the newsletter make sure that you go do that you can go to the website and subscribe now uh, the benefit from subscribing to the newsletter is you get information first whether we're having an event whether it is about the podcast dropping merch dropping anything like that the pod i mean the newsletter people subscribe to the newsletter get that information first also another important thing to just be reminded of is that um even for myself like I have to remember that you know 
Facebook, Instagram, all of these social media platforms belong to other people, right? And so, Lord for God, you know, God forbid something happens to the Instagram and it gets shut down and, you know, you're following me on there. How would you know where I am or where to go to if you're not on uh, connected to the newsletter? Because that's directly for me. That's not through like a third party. You know what I'm saying? So um, just make sure that you go do that so you can just stay, stay connected. So um, we have a few things to celebrate this week. Um I talked about it last week a little bit. Well, I talked about it last week, of course, because it was the 200th episode. And um, that in itself was, it's, that is a huge thing. It's really, really big. One of the things that I've noticed on this journey as I've been doing things is that I really do need to slow down because stuff is happening and stuff is, stuff is kind of passing me by. And I'm not really, you know, some of it is just because it's happening in real time. I, sometimes I don't even think my brain is like caught up to like the impactfulness or the importance of what's happening right so that's number one number two is just that I want to share with you guys and then I just I'll be forgetting because the day goes by or time goes by and I'm going to get better with that I'm going to get better with sharing on social media sharing in um uh, the Facebook group um that you also need to get signed up for uh, right now until we move that platform somewhere else. But to sign up for those spaces so that um, when those things happen, I can share it with you all. Because I, I, you know, I do be excited and I do want to, you know, um, tell y'all what's happening. Sometimes I want to wait until Sunday and then, you know, I forget. Or like I record the episode and be like, dang, I can't bring it up until later. You know what I'm saying? So um, that, you know, celebrating my 200th episode was a big deal. I'm grateful um that I'm just here I'm grateful to just really be a part of it uh the other thing the other announcement that I made this week is that Slice Up Doubt is officially mine um if you did not listen to episode 199 um I spoke with Nady Hornsby from Nor IP um on social media she is Garger Genius and she is a trademark attorney and she specializes in um, trademarking a uh, female small um small business owners right and I started that journey you know we're, we're probably going to do a live or something because I feel like there was so many questions that I had so many questions that um I feel like you all probably had those of you who follow me who are probably entrepreneurs um that you just don't know right and you know I'm grateful that um I did it like I had the prompting to do it and um you know, I'll just really quickly, but what actually prompted me to do is like, you know, of course people tell you, oh, you need trademark, you need trademark, you need trademark. And I'd had a conversation with a friend like a couple of years, an, an associate a couple of years before that, who was just like, use the TM, right? And so I was just like, okay, fine, cool. You know, I'll go ahead and I'll use, um, use a TM, but I was stressing out about, you, you know, getting officially trademarked because I had, I had consulted with a lawyer once before who told me, um, don't get a trademark until you can afford it. And I didn't really understand what that meant per se. You know, they were kind of saying like, you know, that you're making enough money to be able to pay for it and anything that comes with it and all of that other stuff. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay, you know, so some of that caused me some pushback from actually doing it. But really what the the thing that was like, girl, you better go was um uh, um 
another friend of mine reached out and was like, hey, are you speaking at a conference? And I was like, no, I'm at home, right? <laughs> and they were like, um, oh, because I keep hearing people say something about slay self-doubt. And a lot of times people will say slay self-doubt and I have to correct them and say, no, it's slaying, you know, but it was just in that moment, I was like, now what you say that? Um, and so I, you know, even like, like, this started so it's 2022 so this started in 2021 but over the last two or three years you've been hearing people talk about self-doubt and fear and slaying giants and you know the word slay is very popular and you know people slay their outfits and all that other stuff and so even in those moments I didn't feel like I needed to do it but um when she called me to tell me that I was like oh no what can that happen is one is the the whole importance of trademarking is that someone isn't using your stuff and likeness. Clearly, you're in a, in a you're at a conference, and if that I don't know what the concept of it was, but if it was something that because of what I do as coaching and speaking, you think that I'm there, like that is you you know I don't know how again I don't know how it was being used, but at that moment I was like okay sis you can't keep playing around like and so I went through the journey and I was like let's go like we gonna do this and so I'm officially trademarked slang self-doubt is mine um it is what I own and I am I'm so proud of myself I'm so proud that I made the decision to do it because there were so many things that were holding me back um and that it kind of let's you know even what I just said is going to kind of tie into um what we're talking about to get well actually this month is going to tie in like there's going to be so many stories where I'm going to tell you one of the things that has held me back from a lot of different um opportunities or uh, things that I would want to try or want to do would be finances like either the cost of something or not having enough at that moment or wondering if I'm gonna get a ROI you know if I go do this and what's what am I gonna get back you know and just being really um uh, I don't know the right word for it, but just like out so focused on finances and so focused on money that it just stresses me out to no end. So um this series is going to be very interesting. Um maybe a little difficult. I don't know. Depends on how we kind of go through it and what comes up. Um uh, but I think just even in me saying that is still, you know, my relationship with money is still Un, is there some uncertainty there and I don't know if it's um it's probably a mixture of things but I, I know that it really a lot of it starts with like self-doubt and it starts with the you know you hear people a lot of talk about abundance versus um oh man I just lost it abundance versus scarcity mindset right and I think in some cases I can I can have both and I think it can fluctuate you know with with everybody like everybody can have that depending on how they're feeling depending on what's happening but one of the things that I want to dig into when we're having talking about this series is um you know four different ways that so in, in how self-doubt shows up in four different areas right um and how that can stop us from what it is that God is planning to do for our lives like when we talk about you know this whole process this whole journey is really about you doing what it is that God has purposed you to do and the reality is is that a lot of things that God is calling us to do cost money and so 
I even know from my my own personal self that in the beginning I used to be like, well, this was, you know, something from God and I don't know, you know, I was feeling weird about my charging and what my cost was going to be and, you know, different things like that. And so it's like, yeah, but you can't grow the kingdom and you can't do the thing. Like there is a bigger vision down the line that God has for you that costs money. Like where you think that's going to come from? You know what I'm saying? Like we have to be realistic in what it is that we're doing, even if you're um even if it's not in entrepreneurship even if whatever the burden that's on your heart is to help a certain you know organization or to help people you need finances like you need money to be able to do the things that God is calling you to do and sometimes we are kicking ourselves in the ta- tail and and stopping ourselves because we are so sabotaging and we are you know uncomfortable with this conversation and what's interesting is that I think especially in the black community it is um an uncomfortable conversation because we don't talk about money unless you need to run me my money okay that is the only time we will have an open discussion if somebody owe you some money oh yeah she owe me she owe me she ducking me you know uh oh yeah uh uh-huh I see you like we don't have any problem with talking about people we don't have a problem with talking about money when somebody owe us money right because at that point we feel entitled we feel like we need that back what for whatever the reason may be behind it like I feel like over the years I've seen that be a comfortable conversation but let you ask somebody how much they make let you ask somebody whether or not they tithe them what let you ask somebody if they save them let you ask somebody how much they pay for something you gonna think that you like it that meme of the stare down between diddy and a dude that look like um Odell Beckham I don't even know if that is Odell Beckham or not but that dude and Diddy when they just like staring at each other down like that's that's what you're gonna end up having you ask somebody out of pocket like that right and so I think that that starts the beginning of the uncomfortability because it's so secret we're not really supposed to talk about it like that's not your business that's not something that you share and so the hindrance to that is is that when you don't talk about it, you're not learning the things that you need to know, right? You think about all the other things that we need to know as we grow up. The only way you learn how to do something is you're having a conversation about it. There's no way you're going to learn how to cook if ain't nobody talking about cooking, ain't nobody showing you how to cook. You don't see how where the food come from. You ain't going to the grocery shop store. But at the end of the day, like you eat. And you just think that food just appears on your plate. No, there's a process. There's something that happens. Sometimes we have this. Sometimes we don't have that. Depending on how much you got. That's what, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's one of the things where it's like we can't just be so closed-minded and keep things the same way because it is, stu- it is stunning our progress. It is stunning the process that God has in us because we're not willing to have these conversations. So as uncomfortable it is, as it is, as it is it's going to be for me because some of it is going to be convicted of some things that I need to do. Um, we, ha- we have to talk about it because that's what the Lord said. And, you know, y'all know I be, I be being obedient even when I don't want to, okay? Um, and so we're talking today about um, earning money, right? And so also, let me add to this, that in this series, we'll do the same thing we did last year, which I love, and I think you all love too. We're going to be doing Thursday um, Instagram Lives with Money Mindset Coach Tiffany Burns, and we're going to dig deeper into the conversations that we have on Sunday. So the four things that we break down, we're going to talk to her, and she's going to give us some practical tools and some practical steps that we really can take 
right right now whatever situation that you're in in whatever area of these four areas that we're going to talk about um you did she's going to be able to help us be able to just like figure out what we can do like my part is it of always is going to be like this is where the self-doubt part comes in like this is what's holding us back and then partnering with her is really going to help us to be able to say okay like we now we know it right because remember that you know these steps and what we do is identifying and now we acknowledge it like so what's the action that we're going to take behind it what are we going to do now that we know that this thing is is a thing right so um today again like I said we are talking about earning money and so I told you previously um that in our community the conversation is such so taboo right we just do not talk about it it is not a thing and I think one of the other things is is like misconceptions of so many different things so for instance when people talk about earning money and making more money and having more money I can guarantee you 80% of the time, if not more than that, somebody is saying, if they're not saying it, if they're not quoting it, they are at least thinking it, they be like, the love of money is the root of all evil, because that's what the Bible say, right? It do say that. But remember how before I told y'all, there are plenty of times where we take one verse and we run with it, and we don't read what's before it, and we don't read what's behind it, after it, and so we don't know the context of it. And so um in preview i think this is the new king new king james version um y'all already know and i listen as when i read this the first time if y'all hearing it y'all know y'all probably gonna do the same thing for the love of money okay because that's just how it goes uh so this is first timothy six ten, and so what we normally hear is for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And by craving it, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. We hear that part and we hear that and it was like, the love of money is the root of all evil. Like you don't want to be chasing. And that this is in, this is in uh, con- to give context, this is when people are going after jobs that have more money. This is when people are saying like, I need to make more money. I need to be, so this is what we're talking about. We're talking about earning money, right? And how sometimes the views of people and or society or historically, things can stop us from being able to, move forward right and so this is the some of the negativity that we have to like really like kind of like separate ourselves from not really separate but like get clarity on it right because that's not what he was saying like um the entire passage says um so we're gonna go from uh actually this is the christian standard bible that i'm reading um and so it says from uh first Timothy six six is when I'm gonna start at. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we take nothing out. If we have food and clothing, will we be content with these? But those who want to be rich fall into temptation, a trap, and many foolish and harmless, harmful desires, which plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And by craving it, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Okay, so that's the Christian saying in the Bible. 
Okay, so I'm going to read the easy version because, you know, make it plain, right? So this is still 1 Timothy 6 through 10. If we serve God and trust him, then our life is really rich. But we need to be happy with the things that we have. When we were born, we brought nothing into this world. When we die, we cannot take anything with us out of the world. So if we have enough food and clothes, we should be happy with that. But some people want to have lots of money. This leads them to doing wrong things. They're like fools when they want things for themselves. They cannot get free from their bad ways, which only hurt them. In the end, the bad thoughts of those people destroy their lives. When people like to have lots of money, that causes all kinds of bad things to happen. Some people have stopped believing the message about Christ because they want to get more money. As a result, they have caused themselves to be very sad because they have many troubles. So that, like I said, immediately when I thought about it, like there was some underbelliness for me when I knew I was going to have this conversation of like, oh, I don't want to talk about money. It make me feel uncomfortable. Like, uh, like, you know, I don't want people to think whatever. Right. But I think it comes from this, from this scripture that is, is said often for the love of money is the, you know, the money. And actually they take out certain words, right? Because really what you hear most of the time is money is the root of all evil. That is not true. Like I just read it to you. It's not true. And so I think that when that is embedded in your brain, when that is embedded in your, your programming and your foundation, that, that money is the root of all evil, when you think to go ask for more money or you think to go seek more money or to do things that are going to get you more money it makes you feel uncomfortable right and so that is one of the first things that you know we'll talk about today is just how old traditions old things that um stuff that's not even just not the truth right like that is just isn't the truth that's not what it says it basically in this scripture what they're basically saying is is that we you should be content with what you have absolutely but there will be some people who all they focus on is money and when they when for those people who only focus on money those people in turn do bad things right that's not their doesn't say they're bad people doesn't say that they're evil people but what they do is they start to find more ways to make money and not that's not earning money so this again here we go it's not like you saying you know what i'm in a situation right now and i need to figure out a way to make more money now let me go do this right when they're talking about this, they're talking about people, I would have it, that they're talking about people who go out and steal, who are taking money, who are finding ways to, like, they're saying you're destroying your life because you're so focused on finding money. Like, it's like when you're stealing from people, when you are conniving, when you're being manipulative, when you're what, embezzling, all of those things, like that right there is the root of, that is when for the love of money is the root of all evil. Not when you're saying to yourself, this one job that I have that is barely paying me minimum wage is not enough for me to take care of my family. I need to go get a part time. That is not the love of money. That is taking care of your family and providing for them. When you say I enjoy this job, but it really isn't covering my expenses of the things that I need. I need a promotion. That is not the like you are. It is intentional and it's it's practical and it's realistic, right? 
If you've been listening to this podcast or following me on social media for a while and you're ready to start your journey to healing or you're ready to confront your doubts and insecurities, there are three ways I can help. First, you can download the journal prompt from my website. Use this as a guide to get back on track with where God is calling you. Secondly, you can go to my website and purchase the Slang Self-Doubt Prayer Journal. Using this prompt and journal will pull out where you are stuck on your journey. These questions will force you to dig deep and find your fears. Lastly, if you're ready to invest in your healing journey and work directly with me, book a 30-minute connection call with me today. This allows us to see if we are a good fit for each other. So head on over to my website, www.feliciawallace.com to do one or all three of these. That's www.feliciawallace.com. Now, back to the show. And so real talk, this is a real life situation. What's happening right now, three years ago, I left my nine to five to pursue slang self-doubt in its entirety and what it is, whatever it is that God wanted me to do. And I am continuing to do so. However, in the next two years, both of my kids will be in high school and we have chosen for our children to go to private school. Then they'll be in college. Those are decisions that I made long before the Lord gave me slant self-doubt. And those that was the path that I was already on. And so being in where I was before when we made a decision to leave in that moment is not the same place that we're in right now because life has changed things have changed gas is a trillion dollars okay which made food a trillion dollars everything has shifted and so now that things have shifted it's like okay now we have to rethink the plan that we had originally because things ain't the same thing we ain't paying 325 for gas we are paying 442 right like there's so many things that are happening but if I focused on and it was for a period of time to be very honest where I was like no you know this is what the Lord want me to do I'm gonna just kind of stay here da, da, da. but now I'm in a place where I'm like no I have to what I, I promised myself when I made this decision is that my family was not going to suffer or I was not going to sacrifice things to try like things for my children specifically in order for me to pursue this, right? Like I was like, I, I will have to do both. And that's the place that I'm in right now. I'm, I'm ready to do both. So now guess what I'm, I'm doing? In real life, now I'm looking for part-time jobs. I'm looking for stuff that now, do I need to go back into where I was? No, not at this current time, but I do know that for what it is that we're trying to do and the, the place that we're at now and where we're trying to go, I need to be able to help my husband out. And so I need to go to work. I need to be able to go back into a place where I'm able to function, um, be able to provide for my family, period. And so that is not, you know, in those instances, in that again, that's another instance where the reality is that we need the finances in order to be able to move our family forward. That doesn't stop the purpose that God has for my life. It doesn't stop what it is. And it doesn't make me a bad person because now I'm saying, no, I need to go make some money. Like it is, again, it is the actions when you start to stray away from God and you start to pull away from him and you say nah I got this I'm doing this you don't need to do nothing that's not what's happening right but what happens is is that when we think about self-doubt we we worry about that oh I don't want people to think that you know real life I don't want people to think that I gave up on my dream I don't want people to think that you know um I'm not making no money I don't want people to think that I can't why do I care what people think 
like really like this is what happens when you're when you're in the, this space right here and i've heard a couple of different people lately um entrepreneurs on social media share that like you know we don't we don't talk about this we don't talk about how many entrepreneurs actually go back to work why not why why don't we talk about it because it looks like failure does it or does it look like you making the best decision for your, yourself and your family but why is it that it's such it's so taboo that like you like like i'm saying like it's such a difficult thing because we're worried about what other people think no I, let me tell you something i am very clear i i, I y'all know that this journey is everything is surrounded by god and at the same time i will give it all up if it means then my kids get to be able to have the life that he wants for them. I can wait. Like that is how I feel about it. But what I'm doing is I'm trusting that he gonna make them both make both things happen. That's what I'm doing. I'm being active in both areas, but I'm also saying like, Lord, okay, we, we, I need this to work, but I also need this to work. Like we let's go. Like we got, and so some of that takes some action for me. Now, with that being said, I am, in a different space now, right? I am not the same 20-something-year-old going into the workforce and not having an idea or self-awareness about myself, right? And so when I talk, when we talk about finances and we talk about earning more money, one of the things that I had to be very clear about was how much money I wanted. That was like really like, okay, what do I really, like I, I understand the job and I understand like, you know, where you know depending on the job you're going to do more work and so there's all these other things that, that come along with it but I, I am very clear about what I how, how much I would want right how much I deserve I know the type of worker that I am I know that I'm going I know what I would do if I had to show up somewhere and so I have these things already in my head, right? And so the three things that I want to talk about today when we talk about earning more money is how the traps we fall into. Number one, trying to prove your worth. Somebody gives you an amount, they say, this is the amount that I'm going to pay you. And you be like, okay, we don't negotiate. Specifically women, we do not negotiate. Somebody tell you they're going to pay you, uh, you know, $20 an hour. You're going to be like, ooh, I was making $19.25 at the other job, like $20, like that. But you don't realize all the stuff that come with it. And then when you get into it, instead of you, number two, going back and asking for more, you try to prove that you're worth it. So they would tell you, oh, you know what? You've been working so hard. Let me give you a raise. That is not how that works. I'm going to just tell you that now. If anybody is thinking that, it's not how it works. And then number three is limiting how you earn money. Okay. So we're going to talk about um, not being paid with your worth, not asking for more, and then limiting how you earn money. Okay. So not getting paid your worth, not getting paid your worth. A lot of times, you know, historically, it just stands to the fact that women just don't get paid as much as dudes do. Some of it has to do with the jobs that we do. Like there's certain stuff we just not doing. Some of us ain't doing like I know with some stuff I'm not doing. I'm not. I, I wouldn't be a tree trimmer. I'm allergic. I wouldn't be a construction worker or. Uh, um. I don't know, like there's, you know, like it's certain things like physical stuff I probably would not do. Like, that's just me being honest. The same way most men aren't secretaries. Most men aren't 
uh, receptionists. Most men aren't, they like, they don't do a lot of administrative jobs. Right. And so, um, sometimes, and, and, and that makes, you know, that can have something to do with it as well. The fact that we're not in certain places, but even if we're in places where we're neck to neck, even if we're in the places where like when I was in a management position, oh, I know I got paid less than my male counterparts. Right. And going into some of those situations, I was like that. What I said earlier, like when I went, when I first got the job, I was so grateful for the opportunity. One, because of the situation that I was in, I needed more money. Um, but also, two, like I felt like, oh, you know, I don't want to ask for no more because I don't, I don't have the experience. I really don't. I don't. I don't know. Right. I don't know this job yet. So um, we don't we don't get paid what we're worth. And so then we, we, some of that we don't have any control over. Um, and so even when we, whatever we get, we then try to prove that we're worth it. Right. We're, we're trying to prove like, let me work harder. Let me go and do the extra stuff. Whenever somebody says, is anybody willing to, yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll do it. That don't get, I'm telling you that is not, nobody is looking at that and they're saying, let me pay her more. Nobody. One, because sometimes depending on the job that you had, there is there's 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 constraints around that. It's boundaries. They just not doing that. Right. They not. Once you in it, you in it like you have to. What I have learned is out the gate when you go in and someone says, you know, how much are you willing to get paid? First off, I'm going to just tell you this. Ask for more. If your number, your comfortable number is let's just say you're comfortable number 75, right? And you like, you know what? Right now I'm making 50. And if I go into this other position, I really would like to be making 75. Um, no less than 60, right? You want to be making more than what you were. Um, and so you're like, but I really would like, you know, if I get 75, like, boom, I'd be in there, right? Ask for 90. Not so the 10, they're going to say, you know, I can't do 90, Right. And if you have, depending on what you're doing, then that's when the negotiation starts. And then you say, oh, okay, all right, I get you. Kind of, you know, this kind of goes back and forth. Usually it's not like a conversation, like a, like you're not in front of people. In some instances, it's not. And so then maybe you bring it down. You say, oh, okay, not 90. Are we at 80? Like, uh, is that comfortable for you? They may say no. They may end up saying I know, you know, comfortably your experience, all these different things, we would be more comfortable at, you know, 45. No, I'm not doing that because I was, or let's say they say 55 and you say, no, that's really, that's not going to work for me. I might as well stay where I'm at, but you have to make it something like you gotta, you have to put something in it. But what ends up happening is, is that a lot of times because we don't want to seem greedy, and we don't want to seem like we money hungry and we won't, we don't want to seem like, oh, you know, let me just be grateful for what I have. We just be like, OK, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I got a, a seven thousand dollar raise from the job. You probably could have got seven thousand dollars from the job you was working at, depending on where you at. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm going to a whole nother organization, I'm getting at least ten thousand dollars more than what I was making. Like off the break, I'm getting ten more like because a lot of times you're not factoring in all the things you're not factoring in gas you're not factoring in your travel you're not factoring in factoring in the cost of living and it's not the company's responsibility to make sure that you can live like i'm gonna repeat that again it is not 
your job, your organization, your company, your employer's responsibility to make sure that you have a comfortable life. It is yours. It's your responsibility. So that means that when you go into HR negotiations, whatever have you, like you need to know how much money you need to make to be able to live comfortably for yourself. Okay. And so then that goes into step number two, not asking for more money. When you know, so at my previous job, um, I kind of knew how things were when we were under a previous organization. Then we moved, we got we merged with another organization that I actually used to work for. And so I'm like, oh, I already know how they do that. Like their HR is very transparent. And so I went to, um, I went into the system and I was able to see like what the range was for my position. And so I was like, now wait a minute. Now I knew because I was working with this other organization that was a family owned business, you know, it was completely different. Like this is, this is different. Y'all have more money. Like I already know. I was like, there's no way you're telling me that if somebody walks in here off the street with zero experience, we're going to be making the same amount of money. That's not happening. There's no way. And I struggled with it for a very long time. Like, oh, what do I say? What do I, you know, how do I uh, address this? How do I go about saying something, you know, whatever have you. And so I, I had to, I remember it took me weeks before I said anything because I was so nervous about like, could I, should I just, maybe I should just, maybe they'll look, maybe they'll see it. Maybe they'll know. And I was just like, no. And so one day I went to HR and I said, I was able to see this because I know that, you know, this organization is transparent and this is where I am right now. And based on my years of experience, I don't think I should be here. And the lady looked and she said, you're right. You're not supposed to be here. Let me talk to your DO. Let me talk to the AVP and we'll get that situated. And in a matter of a couple of couple of months, because they had, you know, at the end of the day, I also know that the behind the stuff, it ain't like they just cut you a check off the break because money is budgeted for certain people, for certain places or whatever have you. So by the time it, the next fiscal year came, I got my increase. But if I hadn't asked, I would have been sitting there looking dumb and wondering why nobody said anything. No, no. I was like, OK, we're going to do that. Um, and we are going to, uh, like, I, I have to ask. And I'm grateful that I did, right? Because then it gave me, um, one, of the, one of the things that gave me confidence that the next time something happened, when someone asked me, hey, would you be willing to take on this office or whatever, have you? And I'm just like, not for free. Like, how long do you want me to do this? You gonna get you either are going to give me a stipend every month or you're going to increase my salary. But I'm not working for free. And every single time I got an office added, it was either one or the other, right? Or if I needed to cover something for a, a certain, because at that point I had worked so, like at that point, by the time I had left, I had worked there so long that I was the person that whenever anybody came in, any other leaders came in, like I was the person that they connected them to. I was the one who when a, a manager left or something like that, um, I was the one who covered their office. So you're not going to have me out here running around like oh felicia can do it oh felicia can do it yes she can but not for free she not doing it for free <laughs> like you gonna give me like we we just gonna and once i got into that space i was like okay going being in this space and saying okay i may have to go back into the workforce going back into that i'm like i already know what i need to do 
And I'm very clear that this isn't. And I think the other part about this part for you entrepreneurs who are either nine to five, right? Like you have your regular nine to five and you're also a full-time entrepreneur or you're in full-time entrepreneurship. You left your job and you try and figure out what the next move is. I think that we have to take that stigma and that negative thing away from it. That is such a heavy burden that we can't talk about it. Right. Because you have to be able to say like, no, I'm still doing this. So when I go into the, these spaces and these people like when, cause I know they're going to ask, Hey, we noticed you haven't worked in three years. What's changed my life. <laughs> like I got real life issues that, that has happened. Yes. I took a step of faith to pursue something that I'm still doing. However, my life has changed and things are happening in my life that is going to require me to do something different. I don't owe you an explanation. This is this is the reason why. And I think sometimes we get wrapped up and we we over here like, oh, my gosh, I have to keep trying to make this entrepreneurship work because I don't want to know what I will not. We're not. I'm not going to my house is not going to be foreclosed on the repo man is, will not be at my house my kids will not be kicked out of school like there are things that are not going to happen because at that point then it becomes selfish like i'm gonna just keep it real at that point it becomes selfish where you just like no i know i'm not making enough money to put money into my household but i still got no uh you can do both you can do both and so that is you know, that's for the both of us we can do both we can do both okay and so the last thing is limiting how you earn money. A lot of times for us women, you know, uh, it'd be hard, okay? Being a full-time wife, full-time worker, full-time mom, full-time friend, all the th different things that we have. There's lots of different things that we are like, I need to be able to make more money, but I don't have the time. I don't have the time, right? And I, and, and I, what I would say is, is that you have to try, Right. One of the things my husband always would say, like, you tried everything. I have done MLM, okay, a couple of different ones to try to get some extra money. Um, when I first left my job, I did uh Instacart personal shopping. Then just recently I tried to do the food delivery thing. And because gas was a trillion dollars, it just wasn't for me. <laughs> it's not my thing. I am just not, I'm just not into it. I didn't, I chose not to do it anymore, but I'm going to keep trying to find things that work, right? And there's so many opportunities that, you know, I've had several conversations with some of my clients that we did, some of them are entrepreneurs in, in this space where like something has to give. And I say, instead of you asking yourself, you know, where, where, where do I need to work? What kind of job do I need to get? You need to ask yourself, how can I make money? How can I earn more money? Then when you think about it that way, it changes your perspective because it'll be different. It's not just about, you know, walking into, you know, a retail place and, and working there. Sometimes it's about doing part-time work. Sometimes it's about doing customer service. Sometimes it's taking what you already have, putting a price tag on it and selling it, right? Sometimes it's increasing your prices. There's so many different things that we can do but I think we have to get out of the mindset that we don't deserve it. We have to get out of the mindset that uh, we don't want to be greedy. We have to get out of the mindset that it's not for us. And, you know, oh, I'm going to just wait until somebody gives me the money. That is not, it's not going to happen. You, If you're waiting, you're going to keep waiting. And it, it just... I don't want us waiting no more. We deserve all the things. We see all of this stuff 
and it is it can be intimidating but this is the reason why when we talk to tiffany on thursday she's going to give us some practical tips on how we can get through this process to be able to start earning money and figuring out like why you know where our self-doubt shows up in it and how to overcome it and how to do things that is going to help us so that we're clear. Like some of it is that we just, because we, we don't talk about, we just don't even know. I don't even know what do I need? Well, how much money do I need? How much money is it going to cost me to do X, Y, and Z? We just want the things. We want the things and we hear it and, and we just say that instead of actually saying, how much money do I need to be able to survive? How much money do I need to be able to live comfortably? How much money do I need to be able to continue to live in this house? How much money do I need to make in order to, for this business to stay afloat? Like those are real questions that we have to ask ourselves. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, as nervous and uncomfortable as this conversation is, I'm excited about it. Like I said, I'm excited about learning new things for myself and being able to come out this on, on the other side and, and, and it be a conversation that is, um, not so taboo anymore. Okay. So, um, as always y'all, thank y'all for rocking with me. Thank you to better help for sponsoring this episode. Take charge of your mental health and get 10% off your first month of therapy at BetterHelp S H E L P.com backslash backslash slang S L A y-i-n-g that's betterhelp.com backslash slang the link is in the show notes so go ahead and um y'all they are connected to so many therapists i think that um it, it, listen i always jesus in therapy okay make sure you grab but we just out here trusting god hoodie or t-shirt t-shirts because it's the summertime um get a journal for yourself or a friend you maybe y'all can use it for a bible study however you want to use it. Those are all, the links are all in the show notes. If you're interested in working with me directly, click in uh, the show notes, a link for, uh, to book a connection call. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter. Please, please, please share this episode with at least 10 people. We are still trying to hit 10, I mean, 50, child, 50,000 downloads this year. So I need y'all to be sharing the podcast and sharing these episodes. Okay. Follow me on Instagram if you are not already following me at Slang Self Doubt. Until next week, see ya. All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slain Self Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.